Vision Edge gives you less eye strain and reduced damage caused by blue light. We like to call Vision Edge sunscreen for the eye. It all starts with your highest level of visual performance, only achievable through scientifically proven Vision Edge. Hello and welcome to the Open Your Eyes podcast. I'm Dr. Kerry Gell, the host of the documentary, Open Your Eyes. Today, we continue our conversation with Dr. Shang Hong Lu, MD, PhD, on the hidden dangers of environmental toxins. And, and we will focus on how we can protect ourselves. In part one, we spoke about Parkinson's disease, endocrine disruption, estrogen dominance, and their linkage to environmental toxins. Dr. Liu specializes in environmental medicine and is the medical director of Aranda Integrative Medicine in Mount Shasta, California. Dr. Liu, thank you for joining me again today. Thank you, Kerry, for taking the time to address this very important issue. We had such a wonderful conversation the first time, and you're just such a wealth of knowledge. I just had to have you come back for part two. Let's start off with why is the mitochondria so important when it comes to environmental toxins? Yes. So um, just so everyone knows, mitochondria is like your engine for your car. So if you think your body is a car, you know, to turn on the car and get, get going, mitochondria is your powerhouse. Everybody rely on the mitochondria function to do any little thing, even blinking your eyes you know, even, you know, have a thought in your brain require mitochondria to produce energy. So that's number one. Therefore, mitochondria is, is uh, your, your engine room that has experienced the most oxidative stress. So that's like, it, it prone to have injuries, right? It's like if you're exercising every day all the time, your muscular system gets injured. So mitochondria is a very sensitive to oxidative stress. Now, what also create oxidative stress is environmental toxins. Environmental toxins enter through your breathing, eating, skin, uh, even your eyes, and it gets into your cells where the mitochondria are. Mitochondria are highly negatively charged and highly alkaline. So when the toxins are entering in, into a highly alkaline environment, and highly negatively charged, most toxins are acidic, see? Most toxins are also cations, they're, they're positively charged. So they damage the mitochondria in the environment very quickly. So your mitochondria have to produce not only energy, but also have to produce antioxidant to combat this massive invasion of toxicity. And that's why mitochondria is not only important, in your life, but also important to pay attention to, you know, when you are using chemicals and heavy metals to, to you know, damage yourself, basically, unknowingly. What, part of, what parts of the body have the most mitochondria? Oh my God, that's such a good question. So um, when you think about mitochondria activity, um, you think about which organ is constantly working. One of them is the heart. That's obvious, right? Because your heart is pumping all the time, even you're sleeping. The heart never stops. So we have borrowed 
you know, number of heartbeats. That's what they say. The second organ is actually your brain. The brain, when, when we go to sleep, the brain actually does so much. Um, it, it generates neurotransmitters to maintain sleep. It still have to give you the breathing center. You know, you can't just stop breathing. Uh, it has neurotransmitters produced, hormones re re uh, regenerated, and the brain is very, very active when you are sleeping. So again, brain is an organ that's always working, and the heart is an organ that's always working. Um, and then the digestion, of course, is a system that always have to move. And many, most organs are constantly working, but the, the one that's really sensitive um, to environmental toxin has the most mitochondria is, is actually the brain and the heart. So when somebody is, is overloaded with environmental toxins, it's almost like there's a cup and we're filling up the cup and eventually when that cup starts to overflow, it starts to uh, negatively affect us. So what, will, what could it do to our heart? What does it do to our DNA, the environmental toxins? Yes, that's a very good point. Um, so basically, our body always have a way to detoxify. But that you have to think about it's, it's a cup has a hole. So how much you put in and we, our body always have a hole to release it. And when you have too much yin, the hole is not big enough, it starts to overflow. And overflow toxicity always give you red flags, okay? So people say, oh, how do I know how full my cups are? Um, you look at five systems. So people, people can just say, okay, I'm looking at five systems. The most sensitive system is actually your immune system. So what are the presentation? Well, people start having a rash. People start having allergies. They start having asthma. They start having you know, uh, food intolerance, uh, perfume intolerance. You know, like I, any smell of the cigarette make, it make them sick. The body, is, the immune system is telling them, look, you're already full. You can't have any more. Okay, so chemical sensitivity is actually really profound the presentation of environmental toxins um, that is coming out overflowing. So that's number one, it's a red flag. The second thing is your digestive system. Digestive system start getting bloated. Any food is you, we have people on a very restricted diet. What does it mean? It just means your body are already full with toxic food. Your digestive system is sensitive to So there's a reason, right? Because you know, our digestive system doesn't want us to just eat anything in the wilderness, you know? Uh, so the digestive system is very, very sensitive. So immune system, digestive system. The third one is your brain. And I think that also people have brain fog. They just, they bring is always in the, in the cloud. And, and nowadays they, are, they have all these ways to zap your brain and hack your brain. You have to understand when your brain is not working, is being loaded with toxins and the mitochondria is not working. So you don't want to zap more of the brain to have temporary fix. Insomnia is actually a, a symptom also. Uh, anxiety, depression, 
um, people say, well, why is that? Well, we have um, a physician. This is a very good example. The physician was about 25 pounds overweight. And he was about in, her, in his 40s. And he said, I'm going to do this ketogenic diet, you know, lose all this weight because I just don't like it. And he gets on the ketogenic diet, right? You know, physicians are very disciplined people. And he lost 25 pounds. And in two months, he could not sleep. He developed severe anxiety and trouble sleeping. And he, you know, physicians are trying to be, you have to focus even though your brain is not working. So he, he was controlling his brain to his work, but at night he could not sleep and he could not, you know, feel calm. So he actually had the environmental toxin measure. His toxins are off the chart. So again, when toxicity attack your brain from the 25 pounds of fat loss, which is really 25 pounds of toxins, he suddenly had brain issues. Do you see? So the third system is the nervous system. The fourth system is endocrine system. Endocrine system, unfortunately, we talk about endocrine disruptors. Um, they don't really, they don't, they don't have this overspelling effect. Remember, they start to act on your, uh, your system at a very low dose. The problem with endocrine system, though, is when you get to a certain age, you're 40, 50, you, you are so loaded with toxins, even though you are taking your thyroid pill, it may not work anymore because the receptors are clogged up. So the symptoms are usually, oh my God, nothing was working. I don't have sex drive. I, I, I am gaining weight. I, I, my thyroid is falling apart. So I'm always cold hand and my hairs are falling out. All the hypothyroid symptoms come out. And then meanwhile, their blood tests may look normal, but their, their hormones are not working. You see? So that's a fourth system is the endocrine system. The most, the most prominent symptoms of endocrine system overloading is actually infertility. So Carrie, you know, when you first came to this country, you probably heard infertility clinic, you know, just a few here and there in big cities. Nowadays, you, you see infertility clinic is 40 times in each region, more than 10, 20 years ago. Infertility clinic is everywhere because people cannot get pregnant when their body is loaded with environmental toxins. Okay? So the infertility doctors send you patients to help them detoxify? No, most. <laughs> oh, make, it a little nice. make, make it a little louder. I'm having a little trouble hearing you. Okay. So infertility clinic usually try to do artificial um, insemination. They do a lot of medication. Uh, they try to get you to produce more eggs. So your chance is better. But if you look at the success rate, it's becoming less and less. We, we have dealt with so many people in the infertility clinic for two years and then the insurance stopped paying for it, right? Because after two years you failed, they, they just can't pay it anymore. So those are the people who detoxify them, both parents, okay, not just the women, and they get pregnant within three months. So you can see the toxins are the block, not the person just somehow suddenly need artificial, uh, you, know, you know, getting pregnant become an artificial thing. 
So um, anyway, that's the fourth system is endocrine system. And the, the fifth system is actually new um, cardiovascular system metabolism is becoming a toxic um, place. And, and how do we say that? Well, we, we see some vegans, you know, some famous vegan and suddenly have a heart attack. Now that, that doesn't make any sense. These people have no high cholesterol. They don't have high blood pressure. Why do they have endothelial dysfunction? Because they also have environmental toxin-induced inflammation now. So, um, and of course, if you look at our country, obesity is a symptom of environmental toxins. Obesity, it's, it's a basically always considered to be, you're not exercising, you're eating bad food, which is still the majority, but you can see adding environmental toxin to it. These obese people become inflamed. They're not just big, they're also toxic and inflamed. When these people are losing weight, they're releasing tons of toxins, and that can actually become more dangerous. You see, um, in the past, you lose weight, everybody, you know, blood pressure drops, everything's great. But today, when you lose weight, if you have environmental toxins, it's actually not that safe anymore. So we just have to really emphasize, yes, we do have to eat healthy exercise, but we must be also aware the environmental toxins. So let's talk about some of the parts of the body, the liver, how it's involved in detoxification. Yes. So actually, um, what I'm going to show you is I do want to share a slide because this is, a, this is the area has the most confusion. Um, okay, let's see. I think, Carrie, you have to allow me to share the slide. There we go. <laughs> okay, perfect. Let's see. We're going to find a good picture of how the body detoxify, okay? Okay. This is probably a good picture. Can you see it? Oh yeah, perfect. Okay, perfect. I'm going to make it really really big. Okay. There we go. So Basically, the body um, have, let's see, I'm just going to show you guys. This is the cell. So when toxin detoxify the cell, you remember the cells are everywhere, you must have something to move the toxin from the cell into the lymphatic system. Then the lymphatic system will go into the macro circulation and that will deliver the processed toxin to the liver. In the liver, there are two rooms. So think about your car wash. You go into the first room, they soap it up, right? And then you wait in the middle, and then you go to the second room and they rinse it off. Just think about your body, it's like a car wash in, in the liver, right? And then your car is clean, it has to come out into your intestine. This is the part that's, that's a little bit of uh, tricky because the toxin have to go to the gallbladder and then go to the small ball and then have to go out, right? This is the final car that comes out from your bowel movement. That's the toxin is no longer toxic. But during this whole process, 
there is a recycle. Now this is hard to, to describe from a car wash because the car is already clean here, but it gets back into the room and get dirty again. So this is, this is the recycle most people don't understand. You must stop the recycle so the toxin can move out, okay? The second way the toxins are going to be urinated out. This is actually good because it doesn't have the recycle process. The third way it's actually really good is from the liver, it gets to your skin and you sweat it out. So you have three channel of elimination and two place to biotransform the toxins. So that's why detoxification is not just the liver, is not just the skin, it's actually a process from the cellular to the liver to the sweating, peeing, and pooping. You see? So this explain, is actually a really good picture. Explain the difference between phase one and phase two detoxification. I think a lot of people are confused over that. Yes. So most toxins uh, we produce, our body produces, or we, we absorb from the outside are lipid soluble. So they don't move very well. They attach it to your cell or they are you know, in the liver. They, they, they tend to cause fatty liver disease. Carrie, you, you probably heard, uh, Carrie, you heard about fatty liver because the toxins are now just moved through the system. The phase one is like, let's say this is the toxin. My phone is the toxin, okay? It's lipid soluble. And then the phase one is you have a molecule that attached to the toxin and that become less toxic, but it's still not quite water soluble yet. So this one have the move to the second room called the phase two and the phase two adds another molecule to it. Now this complex is water soluble. So now it can come out of the bile into your system and get spelled out. Do you see? So yeah. like sweat is a water soluble stuff. It's not oil. We don't sweat oil. So this is a very important step. Phase one molecule, phase two, another one goes out. So um, that explain most people, if you just support the phase one without support the phase two, what happened in the middle when the toxins are waiting? It caused liver damage. It actually make the liver become fatty. So the liver are storing the toxins instead of processing the toxins. What see? is the best way to diagnose somebody with a fatty liver? The best way is actually um, a lab test with an ultrasound. Ultrasound will see the liver, are, the texture are different and they seem to be bigger. Also, um, you can actually see fat. You can actually see fatty liver. And on the, on the labs, are you looking at the ratio between uh, certain liver markers? If you could explain that. Yes. So there are two liver markers called the AST and ALT. AST, uh, ALT have a range, let's say from 20 to 40 different labs. You want to be lower on the lower range. 
what are these two enzymes are is what the liver are damaged and they leak into the blood, okay? So there's a, there's a daily normal damage. So you want the damage to be less than 20. ASTALT need to be less than 20. That means your liver is pretty healthy. The second thing is people see a pattern. The AST is higher than ALT. That's usually acute injury, okay? So for example, you go out, had a big drink, and you go home, if the next day you measure liver, usually the AST is higher because that's usually an acute injury, which we injure ourselves all the time. People don't know. You know, they, they drink some alcohol or they eat glyphosate-laden food. The first thing is your liver gets injured, your enzyme will go up. So you have to watch that AST pattern. That's an acute injury pattern. The liver is unique where it could repair itself pretty easily. Yes. The liver is a fantastic, is the biggest one solid organ. Um, it has a cellular turnaround in about two to three months. What that means is three months down the line, you're not going to find one cell that is over 90 years old. The liver is a very regenerative organ. Um, which unfortunately we don't, you know, as internists, I didn't know that. I, for, for many, many years, we treated end-stage liver cirrhosis patient from alcoholism or primary, you know, biliary cirrhosis, is we tell them, look, your liver is gone. This is what we maintain. You are on the liver transplant list. We didn't understand the liver actually is very regenerative. We have a lot of, lot of people can regenerate their liver once you remove the liver toxins. Now, when it comes to the kidneys, what's unique about the kidneys and what's its function? Yes, kidneys are, um, I, I have a PhD in, in renal physiology. We believe there's a reason God created two kidneys. <laughs> <laughs> so, because it's so important. Kidney eliminates mostly heavy metal, okay? Heavy metal usually compound from the kidney. So you have to be careful when somebody say, I'm going to go remove my teeth, you know, like get rid of the mercury. You have to realize, be very careful because the kidney has to deal with it. Uh, some of the chemical toxins are also eliminated from the kidney, such as glyphosate. Glyphosate, BPA, um, certain very common chemicals are eliminated through the kidney uh, in a major way. So you have to be careful um, to do more sweating, to do more pooping, because you want to remove that burden to the kidney. Uh, so kidney is a very important detox organ, but kidney is also an endocrine system. So it produces erythropoietin um, that increase red blood cell in the bone marrow, you see? So it's an endocrine system. The kidney also produce maturized vitamin D. So it's very important for vitamin D, which we believe is a hormone too. Kidney absorb all the proteins, amino acids. So it's a nutritional organ. So if something wrong with your kidney, you're going to lose all the proteins. Do you see? Kidney also regulate electrolyte balance. For people don't understand, they just drink water all day long. Well, what happened? you're losing a lot of electrolytes. 
uh, potassium, magnesium. Uh, one of the most uh, profound effect of diuretic, you probably heard diuretic, you know, people give you a pill, water pill, is they actually cause chronic depletion of minerals because the, the kidney do not, cannot reabsorb the minerals. So the kidney function is super, super important. And that's why we have two of them. So let's turn our attentions to, before we go on to solutions, let's turn our attentions to heavy metals, mold, EMFs. But let's start with heavy metals mm -hmm. and the dangers of heavy metals and what are some of the symptoms and some of the signs that a patient could, could experience. Yes. So heavy metal was dis initially discovered by a group of dentists, the biological dentists. Um, and then because they put so much in it, and they actually did a study on dentists who graduated, you know, from dental school, and they found they already have halfway loaded with mercury. Um, so I have been using the oligo scan, measuring lots of dentists. Their heavy metal is really high, okay? Now, mercury and silver are usually in the amalgam fillings together. So, so silver does not seem to do much, but mercury can denature protein in the brain. They actually shows um, the, they, 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 they just have a cell culture, neurons, and they put mercury and to see if the neuron grows, they see the elimination of the growing of the neurons when you have a mercury presence. So you know that's really hard on, on kids when kids are little babies, you know, that's why women, if you're pregnant, you're not allowed to eat fish. I think the fish is like once a month, okay? Not eating fish because the mercury is so hard on the developmental of the neurons, okay? So kids are different. They're more sensitive, uh, like we said before. So now, if you're just, old- Just to interrupt for, hold that thought, but interrupt for one second. Do you think that dentists are at greater risk for Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, neurodegenerative disease, and disease in general from all the mercury and heavy metals they're exposed to? Yeah, so mercury, that's why I was about to talk about, because we found mercury does not cause the disease, okay? Mercury increases oxidative stress. So you would think mercury is directly related to mitochondrial damage and increase Parkinson Alzheimer's. But we did not find the strict connection as strong as the chemicals. There's no animal model we give enough mercury to the animal to develop Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's, you see? So it's an overall stressful factor, but it doesn't have the much closer association from the cause to the disease. Mercury is still hard to have that clear connection unless it's acute injury, you know, like massive mercury poisoning. So, so, so basically when you talk about heavy metal, you talk about massive acute injury versus chronic injury. The chronic injury picture is not as clear as the acute injury. Does it make sense? Yeah, so what do you feel about children eating sushi? Yeah, I think nowadays I do not recommend children or anyone to eat fish, actually, especially children. 
because the fish is not only containing a lot of mercury, but also the PCBs. Remember the, the, the forever chemicals flowing into the ocean, now saturating the fatty fish. So children are eating double whammy, not only the mercury, but also the, the chemicals. So I really don't recommend children eating fish. Which is not hard because they hate, hate fish. <laughs> that brings me from a point from last time that I wanted to ask you about. How about yes. uh, women that are pregnant and then they start painting the room for the for the baby coming? Yes. From the paint. It, yep. I would definitely do use the low VOC paint, which you can find on ewg.org. They actually give you companies that has much safer paint. Can you repeat that? Just repeat that one more time. It's called the EWG, Environmental Working Group, .org, and then go to the consumer session and look for safe paint. Okay, thank you. Th thank, thank you for that. So any other uh, aluminum or any other heavy metals that you might want to speak about? Aluminum is a big one. Uh, aluminum is very common uh, on the planet. If you see the planet, the most common uh, heavy metal is actually aluminum, okay? Especially living in the Mount Shasta area, there's a volcano, lots of aluminum. Aluminum itself is not absorbable. So let's say I eat some aluminum, okay? And it doesn't get absorbed normally. Aluminum is also have a natural detoxifier, which is also very common on the planet. And that's called the silica. Silica is made to bind to aluminum and, and make it come out of your gut. Do you see? So naturally, aluminum is not a problem. But with electromagnetic frequencies and glyphosate, those two new chemicals and pollutants are causing leaky gut. Do you see? Suddenly there's holes in our gut. The aluminum comes in, it gets into the body. Now, once the aluminum gets into the body, it's similar to mercury. It tends to get accumulated in the brain, in the fatty tissue. Aluminum can also cause autoimmune disease. So now we're seeing more and more the problem not because suddenly the earth has more aluminum, it's just because we're more permeable to it, okay? So that's another thing. Now, meanwhile, uh, if you measure people's silica level, people are all deficient in silica. And you say, wait a minute, silica is the most abundant minerals on the planet. Why suddenly it can't get into our body? Guess what I learned? Glyphosate killed the microbiome there's one particular bacteria in the soil actually can convert the silica into absorbable form and the plant gets the silica. We eat the plant, we get the silica. Do you see? Because yes. if you and I just eat sand, it's going to do nothing, right? right. We have to use the biotransform silica into the body to deal with the toxins aluminum in the body. But now glyphosate just killed the bacteria. So nobody's helping us to absorb the silica. 
So if we eat foods that have silica, like celery, for instance, uh, how much will that help? Or is it because if we have glyphosate, the bacteria is, it has been killed and we can't absorb the silica from the celery. Right. So organic celery should have more silica. Uh, organic barley, the wild rice, wild barley has very high silica. So, but, 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 but cannot be using the conventional one because they just, you know, killed all the bacteria. And then the plant have no silica. So let's talk about mold for a minute. A lot of people get very sick from mold, especially after there's a flood in their house. It seems like some people are a lot more uh, sensitive to it than other people. If you could mention that. Yes. Mold is becoming uh, the same thing. Mold is just like aluminum, okay? Mold is very old species. Um, when you go to the wilderness, you, you look under the rock and there's mold. Mold is everywhere. So mold itself does not really harm people. They're not pathogens, unless you are immune compromised, okay? Mold in general, let's you, you eat a piece of mold, the, the apple, it just comes out. So it's not a big deal. But mold toxins, there are certain mold toxins are really hard on the brain and very hard on the liver. It can actually make the liver enzyme go up. Now, we also have an innate immune system to deal with mold toxins. Innate immune system is immune system that came down from generations of generations. We know how to recognize mold toxins. Unlike the COVID-19, we can't recognize it because it's brand new, right? Mold, we do. So why some people cannot get rid of mold toxin? About 20% of Americans have an innate immune system deficiency to recognize the mold. Okay, so they don't even see it. So those are the people most likely to have a mold-induced symptoms, which are usually anxiety, panic attack, brain fog, um, personality disorder you know people people say my friend suddenly just become a weird person the person is so weird you can't have a conversation with them uh, most people are very difficult to deal with because they're they're hypersensitive their skin is tingling they have electrical sensation okay they're very irritated they're itching they're they're just not happy so um so those people must have a home inspection um, there's many, many recommended sites. If you just go to mold, it has to be a certified uh, company to inspect mold. That's, that's one thing. If you really suspect you have mold. Now, people say, how do I suspect? Well, every time you go to the building, your symptom gets worse. So we also call sick building syndrome. Sick building is usually uh, talk about mold. But they also talk about new furniture. You know, if you buy a whole bunch of new furniture, the chemicals can make you sick. But mold is sick building syndrome. The other thing is when you come out, you feel better. Okay? Um, so that's one thing. And now another thing is, Carrie, people say, well, why suddenly we have so many mold? Like why it didn't have the mold before, you know? Because they did experiment. Dr. Cleanheart um, has a... Uh, experiment he discussed is they had two dishes of mold in a chamber where they collect the mold toxins. 
Mold is different from the mold toxins. The toxins are much smaller molecule that can get into your brain, right? When you put the cell phone next to the dish, compared to the one without the electromagnetic frequencies, the one with cell phone have 600 times more mold toxins than the one that didn't have the electromagnetic frequency. Electromagnetic frequency is an irritant. And to the mold, which are very old species, they don't like these things. They, they, they are very intuitive, you know, with nature. Suddenly they have this agitation. So they produce a lot of mold to be self, uh, mold toxins to defend themselves, right? Species are all about self-survival mechanism, right? So they're releasing the toxins, try to get rid of what's irritating them. And I think that's one of the reasons there's more mold toxins today than ever before. The other reason is actually Dr. Huber talked about glyphosate because glyphosate is a broad spectrum antibiotic and they cause the bio, microbiome level to come down. So the earth's planet have more mold. Does that make sense? There's sure. just more mold. More mold by using glyphosate all over the world, more mold toxins because of the electromagnetic frequencies. So even though there's only 20% of people that are sensitive, and suddenly they are more sensitive to more load. So it's not really human beings are becoming more sensitive. It's becoming we have more mold, we have more toxins. Let's talk sense. about EMFs for a minute. Uh, what do yes. we absolutely know about EMFs and what their dangers are and how could people protect themselves? Okay, so I am not going to be, um, pretend to be the expert uh, with EMF because there are many experts out there. But some so far we know for sure, okay? Number one, we see increase of calcium influx in people's arteries. Okay, if you look at the artery of the kidney, the people, if you have a weak kidney, which is chronic kidney disease, you, you have the same amount of EMF exposure. The arteries become calcified in people have a weak kidney. That, is, that experiment has been done. So if people say, does it affect my heart? You know, it does. If you have a sick artery, it's going to make it calcium calcified. So you probably see those calcium things. Uh, the second thing they have done is male sperm uh, activity. They actually did experiment on male sperm activity. So they measure the sperm activity and they put the cell phone next to the pocket and they measure the sperm activity. Sperm activity drastically decreased with EMF exposure. So that we also know. The third one, they did measure oxidative stress. So antioxidant, oxidative, uh, reactive oxidant species, ROS, increases with exposure to cell phone. So those are three things that they have been done. And then and I think there's more. It's just I don't know all of them. Now, how about women who work out in the gym and they put their cell phone in their bra? Definitely not recommended because high uh, cell phone frequency is very high. Uh, it's, a, it's a basically non-ionized radiation. You know, when you tell them about radiation, they can relate. 
They say, I get a mammogram, you know, that's radiation. Radiation is category one carcinogen. We know that. It breaks the DNA, it causes DNA breakage and causes abnormal cells. The cell phone is, is non-ionized radiation. It's not that it's potent, but it happens all the time. You see? So something, if they, if they put it next to the breast, the breast cells, there are a whole bunch of cells, it can cause DNA damage. I would definitely do not recommend that. No. Macular degeneration is a leading cause of vision loss, with 15% of Americans being at risk or already affected. Scientific evidence proves that by using mesozeaxanthin, lutein, and zeaxanthin together replenishes the macular pigment and promotes healthier vision. This formula comes in only one product, MacuHealth. Now, if you're walking with your cell phone, do you recommend that you leave it on airplane mode when it's on your body, and then when you get where you're going to take it off and put it somewhere else? Yes, I do. I think that when people are not using the cell phone, they should definitely put on the airplane note. Um, you can turn on once in a while to check it. So I think it's uh, if, if they can do that, right? Some people have to be on all the time. Um, another thing is leave the cell phone away from your bedroom because you sleep there for eight hours. You need to get rid of, that's the only time you can turn off. So I think cell phone, the more you are off, the better. Um, but when people say they, they have this case thing, like a blocking case, I, I don't really like the blocking device because when you block it, the phone is on, the signal is gonna to try to reach you by increasing intensity. So I think the blocking agent, the blocking um, devices are, I'm, I'm skeptical. I'm not very sure if it, that's providing protection or providing actually more exposure. Before we get into solutions uh, for heavy metals and environmental chemicals, I do want to ask you about glyphosate being a class 2A carcinogen. Can you comment on that? Yes. So uh, glyphosate by the World Health Organization um, it's defined as class 2A. So class 1 means it causes human, it's a human carcinogen. Okay, it's proven. So radiation is human carcinogen. Now class 2 is they cause animal tumor. So if it causes animal tumor, it's class 2. Class 2A is much stronger than class 2B. Um, so glyphosate has been found to cause tumor, lymphoma, breast tumor, uh, bone marrow tumor in rats. Um, they haven't tested on human because nobody would like to be the experiment, right? So, so far it hasn't been done, but the animal evidence is so strong. That's why we have about, you know, 80,000 lawsuits waiting right now, just from lymphoma and, and bone marrow tumor alone. Let's turn our attention to detoxification so, yes. and solutions. Now, if somebody has heavy metal poisoning and also chemical poisoning, what do you have to get rid of first? Uh, do, you do, do you start just uh, detoxifying heavy, uh, heavy metals or do you have to do the chemicals first and then the heavy metals? Um, I have been doing helping people to detox for many, many years. Um, I found it depends on your health status. 
right, Carrie? So let's say you are healthy. Um, start a whole food plant-based diet for a month, for a month or two months. Why? Because you set your body up to an alkaline condition. I don't recommend people doing heavy duty uh, right away just because your organs are too acidic. It can actually cause more harm. Um, that's number one. You want the body to be very alkaline. I actually learned this from a really great biological dentist because I used to have 23 heavy metal amalgam fillings. Oh my. Uh, so I asked him, he said, well, Dr. Lu, this is what I do. I've been doing this for 50 years. Number one, you have to get your body alkaline. Good elimination, good body function. The second is you must have good endocrine system, which means thyroid adrenal. Okay, very, very important. Because if your adrenal is weak, your thyroid is weak, the, the toxins come out will go to the adrenal and shut down your adrenal glands, especially heavy metal. You don't want to do it when you're sick and unwell. Thyroid, if your body temperature is low, what happens? Number one, you don't eliminate. Number two, your enzymes don't work because our enzyme works the best at 37.6, which is 98.6 degrees Fahrenheit. That's our old body's enzyme system. You know, you need certain temperature. It's called thermodynamic. You need to have a body temperature to work with. So you need to have the adrenal and the thyroid to be good. Alkaline condition, good adrenal and thyroid. And then number, number three, he actually measured also, I think it's a digestion. You have to have good digestion. So I think getting people on whole food plant-based diet right now on the number four, getting body to start to sweat, making sure you're pooping, those are all important things. Then you can start to detoxify. What I would detoxify first is chemicals. Um, Dr. Golden, Gary Golden, um, started the Institute for the Heavy Metal Detox, right? He said, if you detox heavy metal first, you immediately deplete your glutathione. Glutathione, unfortunately, is made to detoxify heavy metal, right? So if you have lots of chemicals on board, which is 80,000, you're not gonna see the benefit first, or you can cause more chemical detox problem. So you really want to do the chemical first. Um, and I, I have a environmental toxin picture. Uh, I want to show people this because this is a really good picture. So if you look at this picture, uh, you can see the foundation is chemicals. We have too much chemical in today's world. The second one is EMF. Heavy metal and mold is much less in terms of quantity. Do you see? So unload the biggest one first, just makes sense. Because I found people, if you just do heavy metal detox for, you, you just do chemical detox for about eight to nine months, the heavy metals start to come down already. Isn't that cool? So, so you, that's- So you, you recommend that people, they, they kind of build up their immune system 
and eat from the rainbow, eat from the colors of the rainbow of food to help uh, get all the different nutrients that you need to help detoxify. Yes, yes. And that alone can detoxify a lot of toxins. And some people, if they have a genetic challenge, you know, where they have, they really want to see a benefit quicker, then you have a supplement that containing calcium deglucurate to, to support the chemical detox. You can also take a good multiple vitamin to go with it, you see? But it's simple. Chemical detox is not too complicated. It's simple. Calcium deglucurate with the uh, good whole food plant-based diet, organic, will start to unload the toxin very quickly, okay, how about, in how general. About, how about vitamin C or magnesium? Any other supplements that you recommend during the detox process? Yes, I think you are absolutely right. Magnesium is so important. When you are detoxifying your body, you, if you don't have enough magnesium, you're going to back up. So, so you need to have full spectrum of minerals. Uh, ideally, it's 78 different kinds of minerals. But the most important is magnesium for sure, for sure. Very important. You need to do 800 milligram magnesium when you, are when you decided, okay, I'm going to live less toxic life. I'm going to change into whole food plant-based diet. I want to make sure two to three bowel movements a day and get the magnesium in. Magnesium RDA is 400 milligram anyway. Nobody's getting 400 milligram. So you need to increase to 800 when you're doing the detox. Now, do you want that magnesium to be in powder and what form of it? You, you don't want it to be ox magnesium oxide. You want it to be right. which form of salt combined with the magnesium do you recommend, whether it's powder or capsule, and what time of the day do you recommend you take it? Okay, so um, there's so many magnesium uh, in the market. I really want people to, to make sure the magnesium is non-GMO, okay? Because if magnesium citrate is pretty cheap, but the citrate part usually is made of GMO corn. Remember we talk about vitamin C, the same thing. Yes. Vitamin C, if it's citrate, make sure it's no GMO, organic magnesium or organic vitamin C. Um, you can eat, you, you should do it with food. I think that's easier, but magnesium is very benign. You can take it without food also. Uh, the dosage we talk about 800 milligram. I used to like two different kinds of magnesium, okay? One of them is called magnesium threonate. Uh, usually it's a capsule. It helps your brain. It actually goes to your central nervous system, your muscular system very well. So that's a good absorbable form of magnesium. Um, there's also pure encapsulation. They make a uh, magnesium that is 500 milligram and just one capsule, which is pretty easy for convenience. And they do have like different type of magnesium to help you absorb better, okay? Now, if you have a heart condition, people have palpitations and stuff like that. Magnesium lactate is really good for the heart, but it's hard to find. Um, so standard process has magnesium lactate. Make sure they're tested glyphosate free because they use a lot of product that's not organic farm. So you have to make sure they're tested glyphosate free. 
um, I think all supplements from today on, Carrie, I would demand the company to test their glyphosate content. And it's not that expensive. Um, their company is doing it for them. FDA approved facility, especially glyphosate is labeled Proposition 65. So if you want to sell your product in California, you really should test glyphosate anyways, right? Because it's on the Proposition 65 list. Please measure the company's glyphosate level. I've been, I have my favorite companies. I, I always email them, say, look, I really like your product. Please test glyphosate free. Um, otherwise, it's just you don't know. You know, it's contaminated water, contaminated from air. If, if, if your plant is next to a grape, you know, like a vineyard, you may get contaminated. It's not your fault, but you should. You should test it. I have to ask you, because people are watching, what are your favorite supplement companies? Um, I have uh, quite a few. Um, I really like the uh, Oranda International. They have been around since 2002. Um, they're, uh, they're immune. They're most, most of their uh, supplements are um, tested glyphosate-free, GMO-free, gluten-free, and dairy-free. They're also a vegan company, thrive to be a vegan company, so they don't have any um, you know, things that can, contamin can get contaminated. Um, so that's the company I use for my core system. The second a company I like is Pure Encapsulation because they also are very pure. They test all their ingredients for contaminants. Um, I believe Premier Lab is also a really good company. They test all their end product. We're talking about not just organic labeling. We are talking about end product testing. I think it's really important. I know nutritional company um, are you know exploding everywhere in the world which is a good thing but I also think the testing and product is one of the most important thing we're looking at um, gelatin capsules I used to like this company called OGF and um, you know they're a great company but the gelatin capsule need to be tested for glyphosate because that's where glyphosate are found in the animal body parts is in the gelatin. Do you see? Uh, remember, it replaces the uh, glycine, the glyphosate. So again, you want to make sure your supplements are tested uh, for glyphosate free. And, and it's, it's reasonable. Many companies are doing it. How so these are my, my favorite companies. Those are your favorite companies. Uh, how about infrared sauna? Infrared sauna are really good. Um, I, I think the key thing is I, I have been telling people about sauna for 20 years, but not many people can afford it. I guess that's not, not the first one. Normally you buy a good one. Don't buy the one from, okay, I wouldn't say the name, but from a cheap place that's, you know, $200 self-made because the, the wood, okay, if it's cheaply made, it's, it's, very toxic. Do you guys know wood is actually toxic? We, mm. you know, so much lumber mills are contaminating the land because they use so much chemicals. So you want to have clean product. Otherwise you're sitting there, you're breathing all the toxins. Mm. So sauna is not the easy one to recommend. Um, I like to, I really like 
Sarah Sage uh, is T-H-E-R-A-S-A-G-E, Sarah Sage, um, because they actually measured the outgassing. They're portable, so people can actually bring with them to different places and sweat. Um, I really like that because it's, it's, it's relatively clean. Uh, if you have a good sauna, you want to do it every day at the beginning for 45 days in a row, okay? Because what happened is, let's say you are doing, it's like, hey, Dr. Lou, I'm going to do the detox, and the body is toxic, you have to be ready and do it every day. Why? Because when the, the sauna mobilizes lots of toxins. So it did, if it didn't sweat out, it gets recirculated, okay? So if you just do one a day, uh, once a week, what happened is some of them came out, but some of them just got moved around. Do you see? So you don't want this thing to move around in your body. It, it may get moved into your brain. So you want, to move, you want to do it every day, even just 15 minutes, you know, 30 minutes every single day. Um, that's much safer for 45 days in a row. Now, why 45 days? Dr. Patel is an environmental medicine doctor. She did a two-hour sauna class. I was like, how, why do you need two hours? You know? She talked about mineral shift. She talked about toxin shift. She said the 45 days have been found to be the major threshold to get the toxin out of your body instead of more recycled. So he, she is very adamant, adamant about the you know, 45-day cycle. And if you compare an infrared sauna versus Swedish sauna, do you have a preference? No. Um, I actually, most of the study done uh, showing toxin load coming down is on regular conventional sauna. So yeah. the infrared sauna, you know, it's uh, supposed to heat your body without you feeling too hot. Um, it, it's supposed to be good, right? But recently... Uh, they did a fin Finnish study, you know, the Finnish sauna. I don't know if you have been there. It's so hot. Um, mm -hmm. They found people do have long-term better cardiovascular result, overall healthier, because they use it every day. And those are all traditional wood saunas. They're traditional heat, not infrared heat. Now, some of the better saunas, they put cedar uh, as the wood, is that less or more toxic or is that just as toxic? Um, cedar, very good question. Cedar is actually emitted uh, and, uh, pesticides, basically, natural pesticides. Um, it's not supposed to be as harmful as the, as the wood glue, you know, stuff like that. But you have to be careful with cedar because a lot of people that are chemically sensitive, it can actually the body actually perceive as a chemical. Do you see? Mm -hmm. The best sauna, I think we are still looking for a company to make it, is actually glass. Mm. Glass sauna is the cleanest one. Because most wood, you know, you don't know, they have to process it and make it and cut it, spray it. Um, unless you just cut off the tree, it has some chemical in it. So as far as you know, there's no company that makes a glass one. No. I know Sunlight uh, Sauna is a pretty clean company. Sunlighten, it's called Sunlighten. 
but they are pretty expensive. Um, the glass one, apparently, Dr. Dr. Patel made it herself. She just called a glass company, and then she find a carpenter to put the glass in the in the wood holder, and she make herself a glass sauna. <laughs> wow, very interesting. So, how mm -hmm. about hyperbaric oxygen? Is there any benefit to that with detoxification? And is that okay. something that you that that one? I'm not sure. Okay, um, I'm not an expert. I know I know oxygen is really good, um, but detoxification, like I said, is sweating, moving the lymphatic, elimination, and peeing. Right? It's and then support your liver. The hyperbaric could improve mitochondrial function in somehow improve your total detox function, that's possible. But it's not the major detox support. Um, people don't use it for detox. They use it for oxygenation of the brain that is, uh, you know, that's hypoxic. How about probiotics, uh, binders, that type of thing? Yeah, probiotics, wonderful. Uh, just make sure you have a diverse group because a lot of companies sell one probiotic. You just have to realize the different type of probiotic bacteria actually does different things in the gut. So I am more passionate about prebiotic today, actually, because the probiotic changes every three days. So you want to have plenty of food for the probiotic, eliminate glyphosate, right, which is antibiotic, and chicken. And I, I want people to know, the reason chicken and pig and fish, farm-raised fish, they are probiotic killers because they use so much antibiotic in those animal settings. You see, people didn't know. They said, oh, I, I'm not eating grain, so I'm not eating glyphosate. But they are eating the, the fish that's raised in the little pond, and they put so much antibiotic because it's so overcrowding. They do, fish is actually the worst. They have antifungal, antibacterial, antiparasites, all in the little pond. So I would not use farm fish. I would not eat any farm fish. Farm-raised shrimp. You know, shrimp is actually farm-raised now. So chicken is also really bad. If you see the chicken are all close together, many of them are already dead. Um, they are using so much antibiotic in chicken industry. Okay, so pig, the same thing. They crawl it together and they give them lots of antibiotics. So I would just avoid, you know, most of this agriculture, uh, we call the factory, far factory animal farms. Those are really toxic. Um, so you can eliminate the antibiotic. You give lots of probiot uh, the prebiotic. Your body will decide which bacteria to have more. So taking probiotic, you want to make sure they are a diverse group. You see? How about fermented vegetables? Um, that's really good. If you can tolerate it, have kimchi, um, you know, kimchi, or you, you can make your own sauerkraut. Those are great. So what type of diet do you recommend that somebody eat? I mean, we talked about what not to eat. Talk about what we should eat. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I am type O, uh, Carrie. So for a long, long time, 
I believe, you know, I'm supposed to be eating a lot of meat. And then I, pre I went to a, a conference by Dr. Dale Bredesen, and he actually talked about the type O are survivors, and, and they have the most APOE gene because they are pro-inflammatory, okay? So, so he said, well, in the, you know, 100 years ago, when we cut ourselves, we got infected. Those people have a lot of inflammation. It's going to overcome the infection and live. That's why most people are type O and they're meat eaters, okay? Now, this is the problem. We don't have that problem anymore. We have houses. We stay inside. We don't have a comeback with fighting enemies. But meanwhile, we still have the inflammation. So therefore, we are now become weaker. Those who are more less inflamed actually live longer now, right? So there is a species changing. So for type O, even though they're supposed to be eating meat 50 years ago, today they will do much better eating whole food plant-based diet. So that's why I decided to make the shift uh, about five years ago. And I just absolutely love whole food plant-based diet, which means mostly whole food, no process, mostly plants. Is, is that only for type O blood or is it for any of the no, other types? It's for everyone. Type A, type B, they're already supposed to be eating vegetables uh, and, and some fish. So for, I think for everyone, for the planet, for the majority of people, they should eat the vegetable first. I'll tell people, you know, I'm not making you vegan, but just eat more fish, eat less meat. I mean, more, more vegetable, eat less meat. I will definitely stop eating old fish. Carrie, if you saw this movie called uh, Deep Blue, no, Ocean Blue, Ocean Blue. If you watch it, you will not eat fish. So I'm as, not far, you. as far as meat goes, red meat is better than chicken or turkey. Is turkey okay? Or how do you feel about turkey? Um, turkey. Well, I never really liked turkey, so it's, <laughs> it's not a problem. Um, I think the chicken, um, you know, compared to beef, this is my problem with beef, Kerry. Um, yesterday, we went to the wilderness for three days. And everywhere in the beautiful, pristine Alpine Lake, what do you see is you see the the cow poop, okay? Suddenly the water is no longer clean, right? You have cow poop next to the lake. What I learned is really the cows are eating a lot of food and they need to like go everywhere and they trample all the metals. I'm not saying the cows are evil. It's just they are very, they're the most environmentally uh, devastating human activity. I never thought about that until mm. I see the poop by the lake. So, um, and, and you know, of course, they, they, the, the meadows are destroyed by, by the cow. <clears throat> so I really think we should definitely eliminate, eliminate or, or limit the amount of cow uh, we, we produce. It's all from human. I mean, cow is not a wild animal. The second thing about the cow is because they eat so much, okay, 
Um, one, one thing I want you to know, this is probably shocking to you, uh, is bone, bone broth. Have you heard of bone broth? Mm -hmm. It's becoming very popular. Right, supposedly and very good for your gut. You supposedly got the bone, everything. My grandmother used to make the bone broth soup. So recently, I had a woman, I tested her. She's very depleted in minerals. She's very organic. And she said, Dr. Lu, I'm going to do organic wild bone broth, okay? I don't know where she get those, but it's organic from the bone. And she did it for three months and I measured her minerals again. So her minerals are better, particularly iodine, better, which I was very impressed. The second is her 14 heavy metal. All of them, particularly lead, went up. Okay, so I said, what's going on? And I realized because these organic, I mean, this, this is the same. Organic cow, what do they do? They eat one acre of grass per day, literally. So they eat a lot of the grass that has environmental contamination of lead or mercury, right? So they all concentrate in the bone marrow. Remember we talk about the brain, the mm -hmm. bone marrow and the fat are the places concentrate these toxins. So that's what's why she has higher level of heavy metal, even though her mineral is better from the bone. So it's really give me the idea about the food chain. Suddenly we realized we're at top of the food chain. We're eating the cow and the cows is eating an acre of contaminated grass. Even though it's supposed to be organic. Even though it's organic, because these are a heavy metal PCB. Remember PCB is found in the, in the butter? In organic butter, it's because we're not feeding them the PCB we're, we, because the soil is contaminated. Do you see? And the animals eat a lot. That's, that's a problem. Uh, one book you have to buy is called The Silent Snow. You have to get that book because that book explained the food chain so well. They, they, there's a group of Canadian scientists, they measure human breast milk, okay? From all over the world, that's as a biological toxin burden, you know, monitoring. So one day, there, this guy was in the lab, the chemical level, I think it's PCB. PCB just went off the chart like off the chart, higher than anywhere. So he said, where did this breast come, the milk come from? He looked at it, it, it was from the Antarctica, an, an okay, way far away. He said, that guy has to be contamination. Please get another batch. So they get another batch off the chart. He said, what are these people doing? There's no industry there, there's no chemical companies. So he actually flew to Antarctica and visited the, the, the people there. The people there eat whale. They eat the whale blubber, the fat. Now, what does whale eat? They eat the seal. The seal eat the penguin. You know, it, it's just the, the, the penguins are eating the fish. Right, 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 so right. So it's really a food chain phenomenon. There's a big push now for nose to tail eating. Does the same thing apply? What do you feel? How do you feel about that? Eat the, the animal nose to tail. You know, you're eating the liver, you're eating the kidneys, you're eating the brains, you're eating everything. They, 
day. What do you feel about that? Okay, so uh, once in Kerry, I just feel like we have humans, we're so smart, okay? We can produce plenty of different delicious food. We really should not eat animal anymore. I really do. Uh, I just think there is, um, there is a stage of human development. At some point, we have to eat meat. You know, we, we, didn't, we didn't know how to grow food in Montana. It's, it's necessary for survival. I think by, by this year, 2020, we have plenty of ways to grow beautiful vegetables and planish, replenish the environment. Um, also, human spirit, you know, spiritually, we need to give up the part of life that has to be lost, no matter how little they are, you know. Um, I used to eat everything. I, I'm telling you, I just feel somehow for some people, it's time to evolve so we let go that part of belief we have to kill animals and eat them. Do you see? And that's, are, that's just you, as me. That's just me. How it's, about uh, grains and dairy? Uh, are, are you a fan of those? Okay, dairy is actually the worst. Um, let me tell you why. 80% Asians are lactose intolerant. There's only very small, um, I think Northern Europeans are only 20% intolerant. So physiologically, we're not supposed to be eating the, the milk, which is we're, we're supposed to be eating milk when we're babies, do you see? So, so nowadays they, they, you know, they make the human adults eating, eating baby food, basically. So that's number one, physiologically is not good for us. Absolutely not good for us. If you are over you know, two years old, you're not supposed to be eating milk anyway, you see? Um, so that's the first one. The second one, I, th there is a book called World Peace Diet, Carrie. I'm going to give you a couple of books now. World Peace Diet actually talk about why the dairy cows are the one that produce the most sadness. Um, you know, the whole process is really, really sad. So once I read that book and understand how much suffering the dairy cows have to make, um, we also realize how much suffering humanity have been enduring. Um, one of the things, Carrie, is I realize people are, mo they are they're missing the connection, the deep heart level connection. Um, families are falling apart. Um, parents are not connecting with their children in a level of love, compassion, understanding. I think many of these things happen because we have to disconnect with the animals so we can kill them and eat them, right? We have to do that subconsciously to live on our life way. But we didn't understand when we made that decision, we're also disconnect from ourselves. We're disconnect from our loved ones. It just is, it's a, it's a spiritual process. So it's really hard to say, I want love, compassion. Meanwhile, I have to keep a blind eye on the other side. Do you see? So I, I really think it's a, it's a human evolution happening um, in some people. It doesn't have to be in everyone. I just feel it's a, it's a blessing to, to live very consciously. 
So World Peace Diet, The Secret Snow are two books that you recommend. Yeah, uh, Silent Snow. The Silent Snow, okay. Silent Thank Snow you. and The World Peace Diet. Now, how about Raw Nuts and Seeds? Or, uh, how do you feel about that? Those are great. Um, I would definitely uh, eat organic, uh, mostly raw. There is a Chinese book um, talk about almonds. Almonds actually acid, is acidic when it's roasted. Um, it's extremely anti-cancer when it's raw. So just try to do more raw. I know the raw almond is not very tasty. Um, I love roasted almonds, but just prefer more raw than cooked. And how about olive oil? Uh... Olive oil, um, I will probably drizzle it because oil is really highly processed. Coconut um, oil, same thing, butter? Co coconut oil, Carrie. I, I really went into the coconut thing, okay? I, you know, as a vegan, we, we did a lot of coconut oil. So one day um, I was at a medical conference and they were showing how coconut oil is basically uh, saturated fat, okay? They were showing a study they measure the endotoxemia in a group of pig. They, they, they feed the pig different oil with the food. And one of them is no oil, just water. One of them is add a, a olive oil, vegetable oil, fish oil, coconut oil, right? They didn't do butter. They should do butter too. But they use coconut oil as the saturated fat. Coconut oil actually increased endotoxemia by like five times, which oh. is really leaky gut. It's a leaky gut phenomenon. The, the endotoxin from the gut gets into the blood. So, which is very shocking. Um, so again, Carrie, one thing I always feel whenever there's a fad, you know, what we call fad, like now we have to do bone broth. Now we have to do coconut oil. Uh, get rid of all grain, get rid of all nuts. It, you have to think about using the brain, like what's going on here, right? Is this true? Did your grandmother live 98 and she eat coconut oil all day long? So you just have to realize, eat a biodiverse group of food, mostly in its original form, is the best. Speaking of fads, I got to ask you about one more fad before we wrap up. Uh, fasting, okay. intermittent fasting. Do you have an opinion on that? Okay. I do believe fasting. Okay. So there, there traditionally, uh, the Chinese emperor fasts every Friday for a whole day. Uh, Long-term fasting is a medical procedure. Um, so that needs to be supervised because you can cause lots of mineral shift. Don't try to do long-term fasting by yourself. Um, I've, I definitely do not recommend that. One day fasting is very safe. Intermittent fasting, I do not believe is good for women. Okay, let me tell you why. Maybe it's good for men, I can't say for it. Um, so basically the body create a cortisone surge in the morning. When the sun rises, the body increase cortisone. Cortisone will go to the liver and try to suck out the sugar. Because you, you're, you're going to start working now. If you don't eat, your cortisone, your, your adrenal is going to pump up a lot of cortisone. 
So that's number one, endocrine-wise. The second thing is thyroid. Thyroid does not like to be starved. You must realize the reason we have a lot of people doing weight loss and then gain all the way back. You probably heard the 10 biggest loser, that thing, and then they found nine people all gain weight back. Is when you are hungry, the, the pituitary gland have to produce TSH, okay? That TSH is really sensitive to hunger in women. Because women, our goal is to have enough food to have milk to reproduce. Fat is basically estrogen, remember? Without estrogen, so the woman's body is very prioritized. So when you are hungry, the thyroid will, will get suppressed will drastically lower your metabolic rate, okay? So that's one of the reasons I don't recommend hunger anymore, uh, especially in women, is we start finding their thyroid is so messed up. They will feel good when they're doing it, and then couple, you know, when they stop doing it, they gain all the weight back, their hair fall out. It's just not good. And once you mess up with the pituitary too many times, it's not a good situation for women. Thank you for that. Now, yeah. be before we leave, I want to know if there's any supplements or anything that you want to leave or else you want to leave our audience as far as detox and protecting themselves against chemicals. Yes, I definitely recommend the uh, ultimate immune with Orenda. Uh, you just take four a day. Let's see if I can have, have a picture here, Gary. Um, so ultimate immune is really simple. I'm going to just show people the picture, okay? People say, sure. okay, I, I'm not a pure popper. Uh, which one I should take? This ultimate immune itself will get rid of the cellular toxin, support liver one, liver phase two, and block the recycle. So this whole thing is done by one pill. This is one I would definitely do. If, if money is issue, you just have one supplement. And we talk about the diet already. So these two are foundational. Now, if you have stress, I definitely recommend the Otropin spray to help you balance and support your hypothalamic pituitary system. So one, two, and a good diet. And then if you do want to take a yeast, uh, which is basically have digestive enzymes, the prebiotic, probiotic, have the spores, the fiber, the fulvic acid, all these together will be really valuable. So, so you can see this picture is pretty much what I recommend. What, what is fulvic acid good for? Fulvic acid is an old mineral in the old soil. Um, it's really good for, for leaky gut. So if you have a tendency to have leaky gut, it helps you seal the tight junction. Well, thank you. I want to thank Dr. Lu. She's a wealth of information. This was so interesting. I could go on for hours speaking to you. I really, I want, uh, I really, I really just want to thank you very, very much. If someone wants to get in touch with you, how can they do that? Uh, the best way is Dr. Lu at drlumd.com. Okay. So, so let me see. Let me see if you have a slide for that. A slide for it. I'm Take actually doing a national detox project. Um, 
that's that's one of the things I really want people to call me for. Oh, I don't have that slide. But okay, I can say, say it again very slowly. Or you could okay. you, you could type it if you want. Dr. Lu at drlumd.com. Like that. And if somebody wants to get involved in the National Detox Project with you, that's all they have to do is call Dr. Uh, 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 go to this email. Yes, exactly. Well, I certainly appreciate you being on my show. And again, you're a wealth of information. And for Open Your Eyes, I'm Dr. Kerry Gelb. Thank you for joining me today. Until next time. Thank you so much, Kerry. Have a beautiful morning. Since I bought Safe For You, my dad makes me clean his boat. It's natural y es un buen producto. Every time I go back to school, my mom always makes sure that I have my Safe For You products. I like to bring extra, and my roommates certainly don't mind. It's a good thing I had Safe For You to clean up after this little guy. When my hands get dry, I like to wash them with Safe For You. And most importantly, the reason why I buy Safe For You is because it's safe for me and you. 